0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Leading Edge, your view into the intersection of law and technology. I'm Chris Sands with TechGC, and this is part four of our Patent Troll series, where we've been discussing with prominent legal and tech professionals around the landscape of frivolous IP litigation, an area that really affects the technology industry in a rather negative way. So let's get right into it. I'm joined today by Ken Seddon, Ken has over 20 years legal experience with some of the largest patent holders in the world, including Apple, Micron, Motorola, Intel. And now he is the CEO of Lot Network, a nonprofit community of companies with the direct mission of combating patent assertion entities, aka patent trolls. Ken, thanks so much for coming on The Leading Edge.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Okay, so to start, let's just take away all assumptions of the patent system. Clearly, we have a problem right now with patent trolling. But going back to the 1700s, when the founding fathers created the Patent Act, did America receive the intended benefits following this act?
1: The reason why the patent system was created 200 years ago is back in the 1700s, the technology in America was controlled by the guilds. So a how to do silversmith technology was part of the silversmithing, and they kept it secret. The government wanted America to be an industrial nation. And so they wanted the guilds to share this information with the public so that others could learn from it and improve upon it and make it better so that we literally wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel because we could share that information with others. And so that's why the patent system was created as an incentive or reward for you, the inventor, for sharing your idea with the public. You get, for a limited time, the ability to prevent other people from using that idea. You know, for 200 years people have been filing patents and getting them issued and sharing this knowledge with the public. Through the 90s, there was over 7 million patents were issued in 200 years. Everything was working fine until just about in the last 20 years, we had this problem of patent trolls arise. And what happened is these patents that are normally owned by inventors or by companies fell into the hands of these entities because patents are very powerful weapons and they fell in the hands of these entities who saw how they could take advantage and use the legal system in America to use these patents to extract large sums of money out of companies.
0: Right, and that's a huge problem and that kind of signifies to me that way too many patents are out there for patent trolls to get a hold of. There's a figure that 80% of patents filed through the patent office are approved, and I imagine a lot of those are not great patents and you don't really need a great patent to assert it against a company. So, can we look at the patent office and look at reform in the patent office as a solution
1: to this? I think it's unfair to blame the patent office for the reason That What the patent office is trying to do is reward people and promote innovation and encourage people to share their ideas and file more patents. The question you should be asking yourself is, well, where are these patent trolls getting these patents? And that's where companies need to take a responsibility in this. Over 80% of the patents that trolls are using in litigation originated from an operating company. So operating companies are developing the ideas, operating companies are filing the patents. Some of them are selling those same patents to a patent troll who then goes around suing other operating companies to make more money and repeat this vicious cycle. So the irony of this problem is it's primarily the companies that are putting these patents into the hands of a troll trying to make a buck. And it's the very same companies who are complaining that they are now getting sued by these patent trolls on some of these less dubious patents. And that's kind of why Lot Network was kind of formed to be. So rather than going to Congress, and trying to advocate that the laws be changed or going to the Supreme Court and complaining and trying to change the law, uh, that's a very difficult and unlikely thing to do in this political environment. The reality is the government for the next couple of years is not going to be worrying about patent trolls. There's many other things to be worried about, particularly with an election coming up. Instead, companies themselves are taking responsibility for this problem. And that's really was the genesis of Lot Network. So what Lot Network is, we are this community of for 600, high-tech companies, everybody from Google, J.P. Morgan Chase, Toyota, IBM, etc., who collectively own 2.3 million patents worldwide. So my community members own 2.3 million patents. And what these members have agreed is, you know what, if any of these patents should ever fall into the hands of a patent troll, we, the high-tech community, are going to get an automatic free license. So you solve the problem early on by getting a license to that patent while it's still in the hands of an operating company rather than waiting until the patent falls into the hands of a patent troll. And now you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to prove it's a worthless patent.
0: Okay, so that's an alarming statistic that 80 percent of patent troll litigation are coming from patents previously owned by operating companies. I did not know that. But why all of a sudden, in the last couple decades, operating companies have existed for a really long time?
1: That's right. So for 200 years, patents were owned by operating companies and they were used by operating companies to defend their business. And then probably in the late 80s, early 90s, we had some very public high tech companies failed. Companies like Polaroid and Kodak, some very famous companies who had very valuable patent portfolios because when they were successful, they were innovating. But these companies unfortunately failed. And as part of that decay, sold off these patent assets on the open market. Some of them went to other operating companies, which is fine, but some of them fell into the hands of these patent assertion entities, which I think we can't underestimate. Patent assertion entities are very creative, very well-resourced, very skilled people who saw an opportunity to get a hold of these patents and then assert them against other companies and generate revenue.
0: And is that generally the case where a company is going under and they just sell off all their assets to these patent trolls?
1: Companies sell their assets for a variety of reasons. One, they realize because of the change in the law, they might have forty, fifty thousand 50,000 patents in their portfolio, and they realize they don't need that many to have a successful IP strategy. And so companies, even though it's a very successful company, they're selling off their assets simply because they don't want to throw them away. They're too valuable, and they'll sell them to whoever wants them because they almost have a surplus of patents. In other industries, particularly in automotive, we have several automotive companies who have thousands of patents, but they're realizing because of the convergence of technology, they need to diversify their patent portfolio. So they may have too many patents on engine controllers. So they're going to sell off some of those and buy some patents on entertainment systems for new automobiles or communication systems or autonomous vehicles. So there's a variety of reasons why people sell patents other than just a failed business. Patents are very expensive to keep over the lifetime. Once the patent is granted by the patent office, you have to pay fees over its lifetime a tax, if you will, to keep that patent alive. And it's not uncommon that a single patent will cost you $25,000 over its lifetime to keep. If you have 50,000 patents in your portfolio, that becomes an expensive proposition very quickly. And so companies are deciding, how do I spend my patent dollar? Do I want to spend it keeping the old ones alive? Or do I want to file new ones? Or do I want to buy new ones? You have to be more strategic and thoughtful because these are very expensive assets to maintain.
0: Okay. So to clear- clarify the beginning of patent-trolling. We're talking about failed corporations selling off their IP assets, those assets getting in the hands of assertion entities, and those entities asserting patents against operating companies and winning big.
1: Yeah, absolutely, that early success certainly fueled the problem. And we saw kind of a steady rise from about the year 2000 to the year 2011. 2011 is kind of considered the high watermark for patent-troll litigation, with over 5,000 cases being filed that year. 2007 was the first First year that we had a thousand lawsuits filed in a single year. 2009 was the first year that we had 2000 cases filed in a single year. And I mentioned 2009 because in 2019, 10 years later, we also had 2000 lawsuits filed last year by patent trolls. So what's kind of ironic is from 2008 through say 2015, the high tech industry has been very active with Congress and with the Supreme Court and judicial advocacy trying to solve this troll problem. And the reality is 10 years later, 2019, we're still getting 2000 new troll lawsuits filed every year. One reason why people aren't as outraged about this issue as they were, say, 10 years ago is because now there are tools in place to deal with this. In 2009, a company might get sued by a patent assertion entity, and it was their very first time they were ever sued. And internally, their legal department didn't know how to handle it. And there was a sense of panic. But now 10 years later, that same company has a set of tools for dealing with this problem. You can file an IPR. You can challenge the validity of it. You can change venue. You don't have to worry as much because damages, your liability isn't as high as you might think. But we also have to remember patent trolls are, like I said, very creative, very resourceful. And what I see happening going forward is patent trolls realizing now, given the legal landscape we're operating under, you can't really rely on a volume business. And so I see patent trolls shifting from suing many companies, companies with one patent to now shifting to getting quality assets. A patent assertion entity are buying quality patents. They're doing their homework and they're suing legitimate companies for large sums of money. So although the number of cases is going down, the quality and the seriousness of the accusation has to go up because now that patent assertion entity is only going to initiate this litigation if they're confident that they're going to survive the IPR, that they're going to survive the prior art scrutiny that's going to get thrown at them, that they're going to make it Enough money through a damages award or a verdict at trial to justify all the money that they're spending up front. And so that's why I think the shift now is to a more sophisticated quality assertion being made by assertion entities who know what they're doing and they're expecting to hit a home run rather than a bunch of singles.
0: Well, that seems like a move in the right direction to me that only quality patents are out there being asserted. To close, though, I want to know if there are any last thoughts on the patent system, patent trolling that our viewers would be interested in hearing.
1: I want to, again, emphasize the point that patents themselves are good. And I've been very fortunate. I've worked at some great companies like Motorola and Apple and Intel and Arm. These are all companies who are very innovative, have a deep respect for patents, had massive portfolios, and their success was tied to their innovation and patents protect that. On a personal note, I'm a cancer survivor. I'm sure we all know. I'm very grateful. We have friends that have cancer, family members of cancer that have survived. I think it's important to remember the innovation that that it takes to come up with the cure for cancer or for treatment that only came about because somebody decided to invest a whole bunch of money in research and development to come up with the solution. And the only way that that person is ever going to be rewarded for that innovation is with a strong patent system. So I just want to caution people who say, let's solve the patent troll problem by getting rid of patents. That's not the answer. Let's remember the patent system was working fine for 200 years. If we want engineers and smart people to come up with new ideas, they need a mechanism to be rewarded for coming up with those ideas and knowing that they're going to be able to commercialize them and make money in the marketplace. And that was the original purpose of the patent system. Ken
0: Seddon, CEO of Lop Network. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And that will do it for this episode of The Leading Edge. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow me and TechGC on social media for more cool content. All links in the show notes. I'm Chris Sands, and thanks again for tuning in.